Well, hey friends, welcome to another episode of the Revelation Wellness Podcast. I am Elisa and I'm always thrilled to be with you. And today we have a friend of the house back, Andy Kolber. Some of you know her from her first book, Try Softer. She is back talking about her latest book, Strong Like Water. And just so you know, you guys, when we pick these people to come be our guests, we know it's because their message resonates with what we are doing here. And some of their messages might challenge what we are doing here. But today, Andy's is going to match and encourage us as to what we're doing, especially inside of this season of the body revelation. As a therapist, Andy isn't just looking at conversation with people and what they're thinking in their head. She is considering the body too. So she's going to share her story of accessing these resources that are in her body to get herself healing in the right direction, moving towards healing from complex trauma, from a very adverse upbringing in childhood. And you know, that is the message of the body revelation. If you feel stuck in your body or stuck with a body that is, feels disappointing, there's a reason. And that reason is pain, a capital T, little t, over an ongoing stress that changes the organization and structure of our brain, which can affect our nervous system in a unhealthy way. So this conversation today just felt like the right conversation to have because Andy is bringing her unique voice as a therapist to this conversation of health and wholeness and healing and the importance of honoring our body. So if you have not pre-ordered your copy of The Body Revelation, there's still time to do it, you guys. Those pre-orders, all the bonuses that go with it, they will expire when the book is finally available on June 13th. So right now, swipe up on the show notes, pre-order your one copy, and you get a free audio version of the book that will come to you to start listening to prior to the book even being released. You also get the first four chapters of the book and a video kind of talking about a little bit my own story and my family story of trauma and challenge. And um, so it gives you some insight. But if you order six or more books, you get this amazing print. I wish you could see the print. Have you seen the print? It's our prophesied to the dry bones live original artwork and print created by our fellow fitness teacher, gospel preacher, Lindsay Horncole. It's beautiful. Go to my Instagram or go to our Revelation Wellness page. You will see it. It puts meaning, visual meaning to the word live dry bones, come to life and live. So there are those pre-orders or those pre-order bonuses available when you order six or more books. And if you order 50 or more books, hey, I don't know, maybe you are in a church group, a, 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 a leader of some faith community where you order 50 books, I will personally come and connect with your community via Zoom or some type of a teaching live or pre-recorded, whatever you want for me, for your community specifically. Fun stuff going on. Swipe up on the show notes. Get your book today. All right, without further ado, let's listen to what Andy has to say about Strong Like Water. All right, Revelation Wellness community, she's back. 
as soon as everyone had heard your next book was out, they have been pounding on the door. Is, is Andy coming on the show? Is Andy on the show? Andy is on the show. Andy Culver, welcome back to the Revelation Wellness Podcast. Mm, well, thank you so much for having me back. How long ago was it when Try Softer came out? Was that three it years was, ago? Mm -hmm. Three years in January. Mm -hmm. Okay. Three years in January. And just, you know, you like hit the title gold mine on that book. Don't, don't you think, I really think you did the try softer it. I love that words. title. Absolutely. It, oh, it's a favorite okay. for sure. But this title, the new book, you guys, if you haven't heard her new book is strong, like water and <laughs> you've done it again. So which I go, you know, Andy is, Andy is our Mr. Miyagi. That's who you are. <laughs> if you want to know the karate kid and it's like this is the way try oh, softer strong like I, water <laughs> listen i accept i love i love mr miyagi and i love i love that and i love that it resonates and i i love words I, you know i love working with the body mm -hmm. and i was just talking about this with a different group of people that there's something really um satisfying to me about being able to use words and work with our body and how they Oof. meet and when yeah. they meet um, yeah. in the ways that they can. There's yeah. like this completeness, you know, and I love yeah. um, that's so cool. So I, thank you. Thanks for saying what you did about about those titles. Yes, you you're you you impact with your words and you you really grab you're at the heart of people like wanting to just compassion and kindness and giving them something maybe in a way that isn't that jarring, you know, nobody needs to try harder or or muscle down and white knuckle and do all the things you just God has really written a message through you that it's like this. I call it like a Jedi Jesus move. You're not expecting it just comes and you're like, oh, wait a minute. I did not see that. And this book does not disappoint strong like water. So why this book, you try softer. We got the message there. What, what was written on your heart here to get out into the world with this book? Mm, yeah. Well, you know, I think there's multiple things. I mean, in many ways, in almost the same respects that I think that Try Softer was this book that I had been writing in many ways my whole life. Um, yes. You know, it, it wasn't until later that I brought all the words together, but I mean, it was being written in me. Um, and I think in, in many ways, so that has been true for Strong Like Water too. It's almost mm -hmm. like, you know, just like that sense of uh, to, to go with the Mr. Miyagi, uh, you know, sort of mm -hmm. comparison, like the yin and the yang of, you know, mm -hmm. and, but even just like the way that God makes us as full people. And so yeah. that there's this sense of, I think in Try Softer, really addressing from a very base level, like that need to experience compassion and safety um, to develop yes. that, that we have that safe landing place, no matter what. And, and yes. in many ways, I think I really, I personally needed to start there and oftentimes end there, you know? Yeah. Yeah. But it's like strong, like water for me is almost, it's my attempt to almost like pull back the camera, uh, you mm -hmm. know, like it's like try softer. I think we zoom in, in a way, but, but strong, like water is like, we pull mm -hmm. back and it's mm -hmm. like the full scope of our humanity, the full mm -hmm. scope of, you know, our intensity and our 
Um, mm -hmm. I, sometimes I talk about, you know, fierceness and um, I very much have those parts of myself and mm -hmm. they haven't gone away mm -hmm. and nor do I want them to. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. So this journey of learning to, you know, honor the fullness of our humanity and mm -hmm. also learn to listen attentively to say, mm -hmm. okay, you know, what is needed so my body feels safe enough so I don't have to come from a place of survival? Like, yeah, I, I can be fierce, but how can yeah. I be fierce in a way that honors wholeness, that honors, right. you know, for the sake of wholeness, um, not just to survive? Yeah, or because I can, or because it, it does get me by. It does get me by those responses, however you have learned to cope for safety. And I, I always say safety is so kind, like that's good that you have survived this far. It's so kind mm -hmm. that we can even have those, that, that those mechanisms to stay alive and, 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 and breathe and go another day. But that upside down, inside out approach to this healing process is something that you bring every time in a book. And it just makes you go, huh, okay. Mm -hmm your your voice is safe and how you write and your approach is is so good okay so who should who would get this book who would be the person that you wrote this book for yeah well i think who i'm who i'm writing primarily to is the person who wants to grow wants to transform mm -hmm. and and particularly maybe even wants to make sure they can bring their faith with them. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But those things have not always felt accessible to them. Mm -hmm. Like the things that perhaps, you know, there's maybe not that there's not some good advice out there. I think there can be. But the thing about our stories and our trauma responses and the way our body carries those yes. is that sometimes with our best of intentions, we hear something and we're like, yeah, let's yeah. go. Like, let's yeah. just change. Right. <laughs> and we charge forward mm -hmm. and all of a sudden our body actually whiplashes and says, Oh, that's a no. Mm -hmm. And instead of moving mm -hmm. towards whatever we think, and, and you can fill in the blank because <laughs> mm -hmm. it's like, uh, you know, whether that's like, it could be feeling your feelings. It could be moving more. It could mm -hmm. be trying to be more vulnerable. It could mm -hmm. be wanting to connect with God in a specific way. There's a lot of levels mm -hmm. to this, but what can happen is, is that that pain that has yep. not been resolved. Yes. Yes. Because it perceives like, oh, it's getting, it's getting activated and that in the way it's getting activated yeah. causes our body to think that the pain, that the threat that maybe happened in the past, mm -hmm. it can feel like it's still happening in the present. That's right. And that will cause our body to just be like, shut it down. Right. And we will shut it down in so many different ways. You know, it can come out sideways or. Um, mm -hmm. You know, in the book, I talk about this through the lens of what I call situational strength. Mm -hmm. So our body perceives, oh, this is a life or death situation. Mm -hmm. Like this is a situation in which there aren't choices. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. Even I might even cognitively somewhere know, like I'm an adult and I have choices and maybe I'm reacting to something else. But if our body perceives the level of unsafety is so high, yeah, frankly, it doesn't matter 
Hmm. what some part, I mean, essentially the blood flow is cut off to that part of our brains. Right. Yeah. And so the reason I think this matters and, and ultimately to answer your question, maybe in a bigger way is that I hope in a way that's for everybody. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. But, but I start and I hope to speak to folks where it's like, I find that there's like the margins Mm -hmm. of like what works for everybody else has not worked for them. Come on. There it is. Yeah. And they are like, man, I just can't make it work, you know? And that Mm -hmm. ends up being like, I am bad. Mm -hmm. Nobody is there for me. Mm -hmm. Nothing works for me. Mm -hmm. I'm the only one, right? Mm -hmm. And this is how those messages get so twisted and they become part of who we think that we are. And so my hope is to say, okay, let's take this back a little bit and let's honor the way our bodies are made. Yeah. Because every attempt to keep us safe is a type of strength. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. what we want to do is give our body the best opportunity to respond to the information that's actually present. Mm. So when there's a danger, man, we want that situational strength. We don't mm-hmm. want to suppress it. Right. Like if there's real danger, let's go. Mm-hmm. That yeah. is a gift, yeah. right? Yeah. But if that danger is from the past, yeah much as possible, what we actually want is to support that pain, is to bring resources around the pain, is to bring goodness to the pain so that our body can move through the pain. I love how you, to me, Andi, as a, a, she's a licensed counselor. I really think, and maybe it's just in the Christian voices that I hear, you're one of the first to really go after the body and honor the body. Um, and you, you know, that's why I feel like we're kind of yin to the yang. I think you are a talk, you know, in talk therapy that then moves into the body. You don't disregard the body. And I probably meet with people body wise, cause they're coming with their body aches, pains, dissatisfaction, disappointment. And then we can move to what's really at the root going on. And then with, um, in conjunction with therapy for people, it's just been like, you know, moves the thing. And I was, um, listening to, it was just this summer. <laughs> I was, I remember I was at a, a wellness convention in, in Las Vegas, you know, cause it's so well there. And <laughs> I was walking down the strip to go to dinner and I was, um, on listening to the podcast series, the rise and fall of Mars Hill. And it was like one of the final, just to sum it up, you guys, it's really about church, spiritual abuse, church pain, church hurt. And like, I loved how that series on the rise and fall really tried to scoop it up at the end and be like, okay, let's not just end with this sad story. What do we do now? Where do we go from here? And I'm I'm like ready to listen to the episode. I turned on, I don't know who it is. It's Andy's voice. And one of your very first sentences that you said, and I literally shouted out loud on the strip, you said the, the guy said, what do, so what do we do to heal? Like, what are people that have, have encountered this kind of spiritual abuse and carrying this around? And you said something, the effect of, well, I can tell you this, that that's not in talking about it more. It's in their bodies. I was like, dang. And then I was just, it was amazing to hear you unpack that at, for Christianity today in a way. Mm-hmm. So let's take a moment to talk about that in terms of the body Um, and this book about getting into our bodies and how you be, you needed to feel safe in your body to move through the pain. What was that journey like for you? 
Mm, yeah. Well, first, I just want to say thank you for that. Oh, and... I'm I'm such your ridiculous like <laughs> corner girl over here. Yes, go go go. Oh, thank you. Yeah, and I love. I mean, it just and I also want to say before I answer, I think what you're saying makes sense. That uh, it makes sense to me that in helping people to move their bodies, yeah, that we would actually in many ways come to similar places, right? Yeah, that yeah. the that the entry place might be different. Yep. But we come to the same place. But that we come to similar places because again, almost like we need both, like we're made for wholeness. Wholeness. Right? Yeah. And that sense of um we it always includes our body, but it also always includes like as we heal, like the words come. Yeah, that's the right. The story comes. That's right. Um, the, just these top down resources also come together, right? Yeah. And so yes. however we come, mm -hmm. like ultimately the goal is <laughs> integration. Yeah. And so there's, and there's lots of ways to, to get there. There's lots of yeah. ways to begin the journey. Um, so anyways, I just wanted, I wanted to speak to that for a moment, but, but, but yeah, with what you said, like, what was the journey like for you in your body and getting safe in your body? And maybe could you share yeah. a little like personal sure. disconnection or disassociation from your own story? Yeah. Well, so for folks who may not be familiar, you know, part of my story, I grew up um, in a really significantly dysfunctional and, and traumatic mm -hmm. household mm -hmm. um, experiencing you know, I think I, I feel now comfortable naming pretty severe narcissistic abuse, mm -hmm. um, experiencing emotional, mm -hmm. verbal, even mm -hmm. spiritual abuse. And mm -hmm. so that experience, part of how I coped mm -hmm. is that I learned I had multiple coping strategies because that's what complex trauma does yes. is become complex in yeah. order to survive. Yeah. And that's, there's a gift to that. And I always just like to name that because yeah. I honor, Amen. I honor how my body survives yes. and has survived. Yeah. And so, but part of that, a very strong part was to, uh, one was to be very like tough, um, particularly like in sports and, mm -hmm. and also just achieving and just sort of like this sense of like, no matter what came my way, like I, I will figure it out. Mm -hmm. Like I will push through. Oh my I gosh. will remain. You yeah. and I would have been great on the basketball team together. <laughs> Fantastic. <laughs> we would have state champions. <laughs> we, we would have, I know people truly sometimes, I mean, this was a literal thing that people would ask, like, where did you get that fire? Like people, you know, and at the time, and I don't say this to mock my trauma at all, but there's a part, like, essentially what I know now is like, oh, that's the, like, that's the trauma. Right. Mm -hmm. And it's mm -hmm. not to say that that wasn't really me or that, I mean, sports themselves is particular in that season were a gift to me um, in the sense that it gave me a place to put some of that intensity, Amen. not yeah. all, Right. But it gave me some, it gave me some power. It yeah. gave me the ability to take up some space in the world in a way I really needed. And that yeah. was so healthy for me. But the parts that were not as helpful in the long run, yeah. you know, were that um, I disconnected from my sense of like internal attunement. Yep. So it was like, there was no middle ground. Um, yeah. Like an example, like this is one that stands out to me. So I, I finished college basketball, you know, I was 22 years old. 
kind of disoriented because it's the first time in my life that I'm not like like a highly competitive athlete and I like mm. almost don't know what to do with myself about mm -hmm. that mm -hmm. and I remember I when I would work out I couldn't not work out so hard that I essentially like sort of what I would call kill myself like I pushed yeah. myself so hard and this was right around the time that I began to realize how much more to my own trauma history that there was mm. and so I share that because what what was happening is a recognition that I, even if I was tired, yeah, there was no awareness that like, oh, today it could be a little more gentle on the like, it doesn't have to be, you know, fill in the blank yeah. this hard. Um, so like, or for example, you know, I would push myself so hard for a season. Yeah. And then that would end up making me really depressed. And I would be like, so numb and sort of dissociated um, for a little while, mm -hmm. because I had pushed my body mm -hmm. to just way too far. Yeah. And so like, there were these extremes that I experienced because I lacked the internal, I never um, learned how to listen to my body because yeah. it wasn't safe to. Yeah. yeah. And so, you know, going back to your original question, part of this journey for me, I mean, there's multiple, there's many, many things. And I, so I won't go into all of them, but to, to, to paint broad strokes, I think a big one actually first was experiencing safety with others. Mm, that's good. Because I didn't have the safety in me. And what I mean by that is that yeah. my parents from an attachment perspective, weren't mm. able to provide me with a secure attachment. Yeah. And because that was true, when we're an adult, that's what we pull from mm. to be able to say, hey, Andy, you're tired. It, it would be good for you to rest, right? Like that's that voice that yeah. helps us, right? In yeah, participation mm -hmm. with mm -hmm. God, that helps us, right? So I didn't have that. So I began to experience that with my husband. He was really the person, and this can look different for, with different people. But he was a person that I could let my body fully settle, mm. fully mm. exhale, fully just like be. Mm. And I wasn't having to be hypervigilant, all those types of things. Yeah. And as I began to internalize that kind of withness, yeah. what I noticed is that it began to be a little bit easier for me to be able to almost give that to myself too. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And then I built on that, you know, I built on that and with, with, in my like work in therapy with, you know, my own therapist with other people, like not a lot of people, but a few people mm -hmm. that my body continued to feel safe with. Mm -hmm. And then as I continued to grow and heal, um, I began to learn about things like resourcing um, mm -hmm. that I talk about in the book. I talk about compassion. Share, share resourcing. Give them a little yeah. more on that. So resourcing, um, I love the definition by Dr. Ariel Schwartz. And she says that resourcing is anything that communicates safety to our body in the present moment. moment. Great. So the reason this matters is because when our body doesn't have enough safety, we will go to our survival brain. That's right. Yeah. That's just how it works. Yeah. Yeah. And so for folks who have a lot of unresolved trauma, yeah, it's less even about the present moment. Mm. 
Mm-hmm. because our body is maybe hyper, a little bit more hypervigilant yep. to things that even aren't necessarily a threat. Right. So for me, that journey was starting out with what feels like something really small, just, mm. just like someone, my husband, his presence, like just, and then, and, and like these little deposits mm-hmm. over mm-hmm. time of yes. safety being built. That's right. Until I would say that I now carry safety around with me mm-hmm. in my own body. Mm-hmm. And that's part of, I think, this journey of strong like water is that often it's like we learn, we first, we can, we get safety where we can. Mm-hmm. It can be with God. It can be with others. It can be in nature. It can be in, in goodness. Mm-hmm. And as we experience that, our body cannot help but begin to bring it in. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And as that happens, it changes us. Yeah. It, it yeah. shifts our templates about ourselves in the world and God. Mm-hmm. And it allows us to grow our capacity yeah. Yeah. To, to be ourselves, <laughs> right. to move through hard things, to yeah. feel what we need to feel. So what are some of your, your practices or rhythms that keep you moving through tough moments? Does your body feel like a problem to be solved? Do you feel stuck with your body trying to make the best of what you've been given? Are you still prone to getting stuck in the obsess and neglect cycle concerning your body? Friends, this is Elisa, and this is why I wrote my next book, The Body Revelation. In The Body Revelation, you will learn how to stop treating your body as a problem to be solved and learn how to engage with your body and God as part of the solution instead. This isn't a book just to be read. It's a book to be trained. Swipe up on the show notes now to pre-order your copy of The Body Revelation Thanks for helping us share with the world that what's needed now on the earth is for each of us to walk with God and receive a body revelation. And now back to our show. So what are some of your, your practices or rhythms that keep you moving through tough moments? Yeah. Well, I think one that I come back to a lot, and if if folks have heard me talk about this, they'll forgive me, but it's one, I talk about it a lot because it's, I think it's a really valuable resource and, and that's grounding. Um, Yes. So, oh, I'll come, I'll follow you up on that because you can teach me a little bit more, but yes, talk about grounding. Okay. I will. And then I'd love to hear what you have to say. Yeah. Grounding is a way of using our body's five senses. Mm-hmm. to come into the immediate present. Mm-hmm. And another way to say that is even orienting, like we're orienting to time and space. Yeah. Because trauma, the way that it gets stored in our body, if it gets activated, we lose um, when something, like we lose our sense of time. Yeah. We can't tell if something is past or present. Yes. And so orienting, communicate safety, grounding, communicate safety to our bodies by really bringing us in to that immediate present that God willing actually is a safe place to be. Yes. Yeah. 
So what are grounding would be, are you do like the five senses, something I see, something I smell. It could be that. So, so here's what I'll say. Grounding can look a lot of different ways. So that's a great one. It's easy okay. to remember, yep. um, which, which ironically, I always like miss a sense, but it's like five. Me too. I, can, I always do like, too. I'm like, what am I on? <laughs> but yeah, but it's like five things you can see, four things that you can touch, three things that you can hear, one, uh, two things you can smell, one thing you can taste. There you that go. would be like an example. Yeah, I know. Yeah, yeah. Good job. But another way to think of this, um, I learned this when I was training around a specific trauma modality, but um, it's called I am aware. Okay, I love that. And what I, what I, how I use this is that essentially you are just in the present wherever you are and you begin to name what you are aware of. So I could be like, I am aware of the weight of this pen. Mm. I am aware of the light gray and the black on this pen. I am aware of the smell of my chai tea. Hmm. So you, so you keep, so you keep going. Oh, good. And here's what I want folks to hear about this is that the more activated your body is, mm -hmm. The more you may need to continue to come into that present moment using grounding. Yeah. So that's why I like to say, even though I think naming the, you know, using the five senses and all that, like going five and all the way down is great. Honestly, sometimes we need more. Mm -hmm. Like sometimes our body is so activated. And so I like to think of this like you're like you're layering resources. Yeah. Right. You're putting, it's like, it's like, you've got a really fragile piece of China. Mm -hmm. Okay. And you know, you're about to drive on a really bumpy road. <laughs> so one piece of a sheet is not enough to keep yeah. that China safe. Yeah. We've got to wrap, wrap it up it. in like bubble wrap. We got to do it a couple times, right? Like right. layers. It's good. And the resourcing, mm -hmm. like the grounding, is the bubble wrap. Mm -hmm. And what I want you to know is that if you are a person who've ex who's experienced what I would call good enough parenting, mm -hmm. you might intuitively reach for more bubble, bubble wrap. Mm -hmm. And praise God for that. That's mm -hmm. a beautiful part of that. And that's good. And I, and I want to like celebrate and honor that. And you can even still probably add more bubble wrap. Mm -hmm. But for folks who did not receive that, or let's say they've been in systems that have taught them to, that they can't listen to their body, or they've been in, uh, it doesn't only come from our family of origin, anything, right, that has caused us to have that unresolved trauma, we are going to need to intentionally mm -hmm. seek out the bubble wrap mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. to go down the bumpy road. Mm -hmm. And the bumpier the road, mm -hmm. the more bubble wrap you need. Dang, that's good. Which means, Andy, that we need space and time to assess what I need, which I think I know you talk about big time. You call it the sacred roadmap of our bodies, the nervous system, mm -hmm. that our nervous system, that we are living in a time that is so sympathetic. Like we're just, we're on, we're going, we're connected, input, input, information. Like we don't 
it's hard. You have to fight for space to say you know, margin, to breathe, to have a moment, to have perspective. Otherwise, we won't know we need the bubble wrap until we've crashed. That's right. <laughs> until we've got pieces. So what do you say to the person that's like, I know I need to be resourced, but I, I still, I, it's always after the break. What does right. that person need? Yeah. Well, I mean, I think part of what I would be curious, well, I want to say a couple of things. The first is, is I want to just acknowledge the reality of what you're saying that mm -hmm. this is a literally a cultural norm. Absolutely. That's right. Yeah. It's a cultural norm. And this is what we mean when we talk about systems, right? That it's not like, oh, in this one case, this one person in this one family is like, oh, I got to be on all the time. This is like a reality that we all live in. This is the waters yep. we're swimming in. And, yep. you know, as much as I think that social media, there can be good things. There can, there can be a, a too muchness that absolutely activates our nervous system, particularly the sympathetic nervous system. Mm -hmm. And so I think naming that reality is important Agreed. because we're just like saying like, okay, this is the, like, this is like the ground we're walking on. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. And so part of understanding this is recognizing to truly do this work is countercultural. That's right. Yeah. I mean, there is, I mean, yeah. and, and, and listen, like, I am so glad that things like trauma and self-care has become a little bit more culturally, like people are talking about it and there yeah. is good yeah. to that. I don't want to shame that there's value there, Yeah. but we can't like Instagram ourselves into mm. nervous system health we cannot <laughs> that's like, a word right like we I'm cannot, quoting that <laughs> we cannot like instagram meaning we cannot bypass our bodies full stop yeah even yeah. if we are seeing it like like the words might be there right like pe we mm. might be even ourselves saying the right thing but it's only one ingredient, right? Mm -hmm. Because we know God made us, you know, mind, body, and soul. Like we are not fragmented, putting into little boxes. Mm -hmm. And so to the person who's worried about that, I think, I wonder what it's like for them just to hear that honored. Yeah. Because first yeah. of all, I think that sometimes like mm -hmm. people feel like they're the only one. Yeah. Like, well, well, if I do something different, like, uh, like I'm left out or I'm, you know, I'm not keeping up my end of the bargain, you know, putting that in quotes, mm -hmm. whatever that means. So I think that's one element. Yeah. I think a second element that I would just want to encourage folks to get curious about is when you feel that constant drive to mm -hmm. either be connected or maybe it's doing more or like, oh, I have to get back to that person or I have to keep them happy. You might just want to get curious with yourself mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and to say, well, what if I could really be compassionate towards myself as I feel that, what am I really worried about? Mm -hmm. What am I really worried about that? And, mm -hmm. and honestly, this might be a question that ultimately needs to be unpacked with a therapist or with a yeah. really safe person. And that's okay. But okay. I'm just, just yeah. pulling at that thread a little bit, because often what we, we find is that that is a pattern we've developed as a way mm -hmm. to cope with pain. Mm 
And that pattern has been trying to protect us. Yes. And we can honor that. That's a, our body is actually feeling threat. So mm -hmm. there's two parts of that. One is that I actually like to, you know, one of the things I have a prayer for honoring in strong, like mm -hmm. water, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. because again, I always start from that place of saying like, if God designed our bodies, That's and right. if that is a truly a gift that our bodies are actually designed to not only heal, but also survive both. Yes. Yep. 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 We, we want to honor that. Yeah. And as we honor that, what we might find is we begin to maybe have some partnership with that part of ourselves. Like we begin to almost have a conversation. Yeah. Like almost to that part of ourselves, we might ask like, well, what would you need mm -hmm. to mm -hmm. feel like, for example, you didn't have to have Instagram, I don't know, downloaded on your phone all the time. Like I'm yeah. just pulling that out of my pocket. Yeah. Yeah. And then we begin that conversation. And actually what we're doing is we're trying to compassionately resource yeah. that part of ourselves. And maybe that part is like, you know, I, um, I need you to have a really good, like distraction with a friend. Like mm -hmm. I, like when you first do it, I need a friend to be there with me. And like, mm -hmm. we're going to go out on a walk. And mm -hmm. when I'm like tempted, we're going to like, they're going to just be right there with me and encourage me mm -hmm. to know that like, mm -hmm. okay, this is going to get easier. And then I want to listen to like a really good podcast when I'm mm -hmm. feeling like, oh, I have that desire um, to pull it out again. And, and again, like this is, this is just something that I'm sort of pulling out of nowhere, but it, but it does like, these are the ways these patterns, right? Yeah. Like they build and it's yes. like, goes from i have to be connected to all the time to it's a fire hose of information i'm never doing enough i'm bad i you know i'm behind mm -hmm. and all of a sudden mm -hmm. by the end of the day you are exhausted worn yeah. out and shaming yeah. yourself yeah that's so good okay i'm going to challenge you Andy, and you can you can be like you don't have to play you don't have to play this game okay I, you're, you are so sweet, compassion, kind, like you're just, you're, you're easy to listen to like water. And I also know you're fiery, like there's fire in you. Um, and I want you to speak from the fire part of you for people who are hurting and complete this sentence. What's the one thing they need? What, what would, if you're like, I need, this is the fire inside of me that you need this. Hmm. Speak. Say it that's again. To speak. To speak. That's, that's good. Come on. When I, when I feel that fire, I mean, and again, like I do want to just honor that that might look different, but right. but I very much did connect with that fiery part of myself. Mm. And what I could speak to both in my clinical work, mm -hmm. but also from my own journey. Mm -hmm. It's how often, and I think this is particularly true for women, mm -hmm. but it's not just women that God given, like that voice is connected to things like self-advocacy, yes. things like having an opinion, things like taking up space. And, and again, taking up space is not all verbal, but there is an embodied, mm -hmm. even the voice there the ability to set a boundary around the space that's needed mm -hmm. um, for you. Mm -hmm. 
And so I think often in response to not feeling like it's safe to speak, we make ourselves small mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and then, and then our voice comes out squeaky and small sideways or not at all. Yeah. And, and we feel like, you know, we can, there's only one tiny, teeny little version of ourselves that's allowed to exist. <laughs> um, yes. And so be polite and don't rock the boat. That's right. That's right. <laughs> yeah. And so when I think about that, I mean, I think it's accompanied by a, a sense of like a full embodied mm. self yes. and a full embodied voice. Yeah. Um, and, and so here's what I'll say too, because with my, with my therapist hat on, yes, <laughs> if you are a person who like, you're like, oh man, I like, I feel that I resonate yeah. with that. And yeah. also that scares me. Yeah. 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 I want you to know, I hear you. Mm -hmm. I hear you. And that there is, this is such a common dynamic for mm -hmm. people and it, and it keeps them in this sort of sense of frozenness. Yep. Because it's like this feeling of like, I'm too much. I'm not enough. I'm too much. I'm not enough. <laughs> mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And so what I wanted to say is that even though it seems like a paradox, finding, because it is a paradox, finding some places where it is safe to, for you to speak. Yes. For you to yes. take up some space. Yes. For you to have a body, a yes. body in a way that feels safe to you. Yes. Be begin there. Mm. And, and, and again, it's like, there is a sense of like, you're beginning small, but it is not small to be yourself. <laughs> what we need to do is we need to have places to practice that. Yes. So that it communicates to our body that it's safe to do so. Yeah. And again, just like that story I told with my husband and my own experience of like, exhale, like I can be myself, I can rest. It's a similar trajectory that we, we begin somewhere and we build on that. Yes. And, and in many ways, it's, I mean, it's just like working out. <laughs> like you yeah. don't begin with the heaviest weight, right? You do not run a marathon. Right. If you right. have not been moving and training, sure. like this is a recipe for harm, right? Yeah. That's good. Similarly in, in our like healing work, it's, it's, it's very similar that we want to find places where maybe first we begin to feel safe. That's mm -hmm. where we begin. And then we might push that boundary just a little. We don't want to move into harm. We just move into discomfort. Mm -hmm. We work with the discomfort. We gain comfort there. Mm -hmm. And then as we're able, we do it again. Mm -hmm. We find yeah. that next place. Okay. A little discomfort. We work with that until it becomes part of us. Mm -hmm. And then at the pace that we're able, we push it a little bit more. And really for me, this is the picture of what it means to not only heal, yeah. but to become strong like water. So good. Okay. So good. As you're talking about speaking, like I think of how, yes, our voice, finding our voice so that words are coming from our mind out. Like my friend Nika Maple says, sometimes my, my ears need to hear my mouth say what my heart believes. Like I just need to mm. say it. And then, but also that there's a reason we call it body language. Like our body is also speaking. So when I can 
put those in, and marry them together where I'm allowed to take up space in my body, I can just not have to, I can let my body speak and my voice come out. And there's, that's just such a, a sweet spot of healing. So I resonate mm -hmm. with that. Okay. Now in your fiery, uh, how old is your daughter? You have a daughter, right? 11. Yep. Is that your only daughter? Or do you have, um, I have one daughter and a son. How old is your son? He's six. Okay. Now in your fiery mama voice, like, <laughs> what do people not need? So I said, what do they need? You gave that. Now, what would be the thing? Be like, you know, we don't need right now what we, but if you could like take mm. one thing out, I want you to be like a practical thing. Mm -hmm. Give me just one second. Mm -hmm. Okay. Mm. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Um, yeah, I, this is what comes for me is you do not need every single person on the internet or in the world's opinion. Woo! <laughs> I just got hot on the inside, my fiery self. Wow. Yep. Yeah, that's, I think. Yeah, I love, this is a beautiful question. I love both of the questions you asked, mm -hmm. but yeah, like just connecting to that fire, you know, it reminds me sometimes I talk to my, so I have to tell you this tiny little side story, which is that I have this sort of part of myself that's connected to my fire that I call basketball on <laughs> <laughs> Um, and, and so this is a part I've, you know, developed, especially when I was young, but as I've worked with this part, there's just been a ton of beautiful integration. And this mm -hmm. is a part of myself that I tap into when I, when I need some of that fire. Yeah. Um, yeah. and that part, sometimes when I need to set, and also when I think about parenting too, there's mm -hmm. some similar fire, right. Mm -hmm. Of this sense of like, it's mm -hmm. almost like no ma'am. Yep. He's like, no ma'am. You may not. That's <laughs> true. It's like I know, I I know you think that thing is for you, but it's not for you. Yeah. And there's just this this deep. It's like this very. It's like it's a. Very, it's actually very compassionate, but it's very fiery, firm. Yes. Like yes. I love you so much, much. and I will not. Like yes. not today. That's a no for me. And there's something to that, Andy. We need that that character and nature inside ourself. And it is a character and nature of God. There are those, no, like it's a hard, we'll stop. No. And I don't have to explain why, but I know, you know, like this is just best for you. So when we can have that interoception of what's going on with us, we can really go, I, don't, I think this is a hard no. And I might upset someone if I do this and it, you know, whatever that is, like we have to go, which way am I going to go? I, am I going to trust that this is for me and I'm to be, I'll betray myself if I go this other way? Mm -hmm. Like, I just think there's a fire of God. He burns for our creation, our design, our fullness. And, mm -hmm. and he's so compassionate, right? He's fire and water. He's, mm -hmm. he, he's hot and he's cold, you know, he's, he's cool and in, in for the hot places and, and, and warmth of a comfort where, where we feel mm -hmm. just frozen and cold. So anyways, I think you deliver such a whole message, body, soul, spirit. I am already like, Hey, what's the next book, Andy? <laughs> You're like, Elisa, please let me rest. <laughs> no, I, I appreciate that. And yeah, I don't know yet, but yeah, I trust that as I rest, 
you know, it's, yeah. it's beautiful how, how yeah. those things, um, as I'm sure you've, I know you probably experienced that too. It's amazing how those things rise to the surface as yes, we allow our bodies, um, to experience what they need. And it's the best way to write, like for messages, I, I don't want to be someone who feels like I have to crank out the next message and crank out the next message. Cause there's money to be made or there's, you know, uh, there's opportunity to be had. I'm like, Nope, it has to come from a, Oh, I'm burning with this right now. And I think it's time to get it out of me. And you only get that when you go quiet, draw in, find that space and margin and not get on the, it's okay. If the, the bus is pulling away without you for the next, you know, whatever, inviting you to go somewhere. It's like, Nope, I'm going to stay back and rest. So I know you will do that. Okay. Andy, quick, fun questions, rapid fire <laughs> in closing. First of all, you guys, you can go get the book anywhere books are sold, but Andy also has a online, like an online newsletter community, mm -hmm. andycolber.com, right? Yep. Yep. I do. Explain what well, that I've is. Got yeah, I've got some free videos and resources on my website if folks want to sign up for that. Um, but then also, you know, my newsletter is just a great way to stay up on, like I send out various yeah. resources and things like that. So I'd love for anyone who's interested to join. AndyColbert.com. We'll put everything in the show notes, guys. So we're going to give you all the things you need. We're going to resource you. Yes. All <laughs> right. Andy, favorite way to move your body, right? Like in this season, what's your favorite way to get in mm. your body and move it? I'd say the most common is honestly walks. Um, walks, but yeah. Yeah, I, I love walking. Um, but also my favorite way in the last year is skiing. Because I also like love skiing. Snow skiing or water skiing? Um, snow skiing, yep. Uh, where do you live? There's snow so, wherever you live. <laughs> yeah, I, so I now live in Western Michigan and I can still ski here, oh. but I used to live in Colorado. We moved last oh. June. Um, okay. so great skiing there, but there's still, we actually have a really cute little ski hill, not too far from where we live <laughs> now. It's, it's not a Colorado ski hill. Um, but what I realized this last year is how much I love, I think it's the bilateral movement on both of them. Yes. Um, and so, yeah, that's a favorite. We didn't even get a chance to talk about EMDR talking about bilateral. Oh, we'll oh, have man. another time. We're going to have to do it. Yep. I'm going to have to have you back just to come talk about that because, mm. I want to hear that's like your specialty, right? Like what you really pull out and use. Yes. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, your favorite, like if you're going to put on a, a, um, comfortable athletic leisure clothing, where do you go to get it? Athleta. I'm always interested in this stuff. Athleta. Me too. Yes. Like good athleta and coffee, tea, or kombucha. What's your go-to in this season? Coffee. Tea. Oh, coffee. Tea in the afternoon. <laughs> coffee in coffee the morning in the day. <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> getting it done staying resourced all right <laughs> Andy thank you for coming you are a friend of this house and we are rooting you on in all the ways mm, thank you so much really appreciate you You're so welcome friends we hope this episode blessed you and if you love it as much as we did would you share it with a friend and be sure to swipe up on the show notes. You will find all the links mentioned in the episode. Let's keep the conversation going. You can leave us an audio message and tell us how this episode sparked something in your heart. We would love to hear from you and hear what you think. Thank you for being here and be sure to connect with us soon in all the places. 
peace.